When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, the overachiever, and today, a peacekeeper. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and saying lists every single time I start a podcast episode. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 2018, North Korea accepted an invitation from South Korea for high-level diplomatic talks. It was a pretty big deal. To find out why, let's reverse. For many centuries, the Korean peninsula was one nation, ruled by a dynasty of kings and queens. It was occupied by Japan in the Russo-Japanese War of 1905 and struggled under Japanese colonial rule for 35 years. At the end of World War II, it was divided into two nations because the Soviet Union and the United States, without input from the Koreans, decided to divide it into two occupation zones. Nice one, guys. The Soviet Union set up a communist regime in the North, and a military government was formed in the South, supported by the United States, with more right-wing anti-communist rule. Originally, the Soviet Union and the United States were supposed to eventually leave and have North and South Korea work out their tensions amongst themselves. But then, the Cold War began. And since the Soviets and the United States were on opposite sides, they ended up pitting North Korea and South Korea against each other to further their own interests. Ah, the girlies are fighting! In 1948, the United States worked with the United Nations to try and orchestrate a vote for Koreans to determine the future of their peninsula, but the North refused to participate, so the South formed its own government, based in Seoul and with an anti-communist leader. In turn, the North installed a communist guerrilla as a leader and established a government in Pyongyang. Then came the Korean War. From 1950 to 1953, the North and South of Korea fought over which regime would be the true ruler of the peninsula. Not only did they not reach a consensus, 2.5 million people died in the process. The U.S. was partly to blame for the massive loss of life, as they fought on behalf of the South and bombed villages and cities in the North. An armistice ended the war in 1953, but the two parts of Korea were still as at odds as ever. At the end of the war, they developed the demilitarized zone also known as the DMZ, on the 38th parallel, which divides the peninsula in half. It was developed as a buffer zone between the two nations, and it is 160 miles long and 2.5 miles wide. There has been very little movement across the DMZ since. South Korea went on to create a strong economy and kept its ties with the United States. North Korea, on the other hand, became something of a hermit kingdom, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, it became severely underdeveloped economically and is a police state that has been ruled by the same family for three generations. In recent years, the North Korean effort to develop a nuclear program has further strained its relations with the South and the rest of the world. Now let's fast forward to the almost present. 
The talks that were announced on January 5th, 2018, were the first the two nations had agreed to in two years in any official capacity. The talks were scheduled for the following week. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un was looking to soothe decades-old tensions before the 2018 South Korea Olympics, in which North Korea hoped to participate. Also to be discussed was improving relations between the North and the South in general. The talks took place in the DMZ that separates North and South Korea. The talks happened on January 9th and were the first time the two nations spoke formally since December of 2015. The talks were also notable because they came together in less than a week. During the planning stages, military officials spoke on a secret telephone line built with the express purpose of avoiding war. The hotline had been shut off in 2016 during tensions between the neighboring nations. On January 4th, the United States did their part by agreeing to delay yearly military drills until after the Olympics. This bolstered North Korea's confidence in the meeting because they see the military drills as a practice for war between the South and the North. Then, the chairman of North Korea's Committee for the Peaceful Reunification of the Fatherland faxed a message to South Korean officials saying that his country was ready for talks to take place the following week. So, how did the talks work out? At the Winter Olympics, North and South Korea marched together at the opening ceremony and played women's ice hockey as one unit. North Korea also sent an orchestra and two art troops to support the celebration in ways other than the athletics. The North Korean ship that carried the art troupe was the first to go from North Korea to South Korea since 2002 as well. The Olympic delegates also passed an invitation for President Moon to visit North Korea. Later that year, K-pop bands from South Korea performed a spring showcase in North Korea called Spring is Coming, and Kim Jong-un and his wife attended. In a more official moment, they had a summit the same month, April, where both North and South Korea agreed to work towards denuclearization. Alas, the positive feelings didn't last. The North criticized the South when they participated in U.S. military trials, and things went downhill from there. In June 2020, North Korea once again began cutting off contact with South Korea. It wasn't just about the military exercises. Pyongyang was also angry that the South hadn't stopped North Korean expatriate activists from sending propaganda leaflets across the border. These leaflets sought to advertise the perceived benefits of life in South Korea and illuminate the problems in the North. The North threatened to return troops to the border that had been removed when things were going well, and soon after the North blew up a joint liaison office in Kaesong. There were no South Korean officials in the building due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but the act of aggression sent a strong message. A North Korean foreign minister said that the prospects for peace had faded away into a dark nightmare. Only time will tell if the relations will improve in the coming years. Today, we have a super amazing musical guest here to talk about their life. We have Maisie joining the podcast today. I love her music. She is incredible. Been literally one of my favorite artists going from the end of 2020 to into this year of 2021. So here she is. Hi, everybody. This is Maisie. Today is January 5th, 2021, and on this day, one year ago, is when I cut my song No Friends. My producer, Ely, and I had recorded this hook over the summer that we both really loved and hadn't been able to session together because we were both away at school. Fast forward to winter break, and both of us were meeting up again for the first time, and it seemed like we had both gone through a lot of personal growth in the time that we were apart, so we were just ready to create. We worked on the song for the entire week, and it was the first time I really felt like I understood myself. I 
and my music and what I was really going for. I sounded exactly like I wanted to while saying exactly what I wanted to say, and it was just such a massive moment for both of us. When we finally bounced the song, we drove around for like two hours listening to it on loop. It was amazing. <laughs> Making No Friends changed just about everything for my artist project, and I hope that other young artists who are finding themselves in their sound have trust in their self and the process and know that the song will come. Just take your time and really think about who you are and who you want to be. And now for our final segment of the day, I will be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a January 5th in my life. January 5th, 2018, I made a gigantic pancake with one of my best friends, Allie. I made a YouTube video about it. Um, I edited it and I released it later. Uh, We used a rice cooker. It was like one of those things that we saw on BuzzFeed or something that time and decided would be really, really fun to make. It tasted honestly pretty good. Um, in my memory, it tasted good. I would be scared to, to try it again, but I, I remember being kind of proud of us. That's all for today. You can come back tomorrow for more weird and funky facts. And please subscribe on your favorite podcasting device. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM2 every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's three